welcome to this week's bonus interview on the Prayers of Rest podcast. I'm your host, Ashrita Chuchu, and today we're talking to my new friend, Felicia Masonheimer, about feeling judgy. I mean, it's something we don't really want to admit to feeling, but most of us do at one time or another judge other people and sense that criticism welling up in our hearts. So Felicia has been kind enough to come on and share with us how to navigate those feelings in a way that invites God into the process, what that's looked like in her life, and also how to grow through that instead of letting it become a barrier to our relationship with Jesus, but also our relationship with other people as well. Felicia is a best-selling author, speaker, and public theologian. She's also the host of the Verity podcast, A Mom, and we bonded over our unique names and how often people mispronounce them. So it's been so fun to get to know Felicia, and she has such wisdom to share in this episode. In fact, you're probably coming to expect it at this point. Our conversation did run along. And so we did record an exclusive segment for our Patreon prayer partners. And in that segment, Felicia shares how to engage someone who is judgmental in their relationship with you and how to navigate that. Um, You'll hear more information about how to listen to that exclusive clip after this interview. But for now, let's dive in. Well, Felicia, this week we are talking um, specifically about feelings of judgment. <laughs> and this is something that I know can be a bit of a tricky topic because on the one hand, there's some of us who've grown in church our whole lives. Maybe there's some legalism in our background. There's a very clear list of do's and don'ts. Um, and the way, at least for me growing up, the way I knew if I was on the straight or narrow was kind of comparing myself to that list. Where do I line up? And when that becomes the primary lens through which we view our lives and our behavior, it can also run the risk of being the primary lens through which we view other people. And so we can judge them based on how they measure up to our standards of do's and don'ts. Um, we can get into some of like when that is beneficial and when that is good and and how this feeling of judgmentalism can actually be a good thing. But I'm wondering if you would be willing to start us off um, just talking about, is there any particular memory that jumps to mind when you think about kind of yeah, wrestling through judgmentalism and and judging others and kind of what that can bring up. I think you brought up just a great point about how judgment takes root in our heart, first of all, because the reality is we know that scripture says that there are things that are right and things that are wrong. We also know that the Holy Spirit will convict us specifically of things he wants to work on. But when we take those personal convictions, so not things that are very clearly outlined in scripture as, you know, the call of a holy life for a Christian, but we take those personal applications and I'll probably give some examples in our talk together. Um, and we elevate those and we then use them as the measure for other people. That's when judgment happens. That's when criticism happens. And that's when we're in danger of actually, um, 
not walking in holiness at all because we are are judging other people. And so I would say this has been something I've always struggled with. I'm an oldest child. I I'm not a hardcore rule follower, but I do am drawn to knowing what is black and white, like this is what's right, this is what's best, and there's a reason why this is what's right and best. I don't like rules for the sake of rules, but ones that make sense and can be backed up, I think, well, of course, this is beneficial, this is right, we should be all doing this. The problem is when um, I would then take some of those things that aren't specifically outlined in scripture and I see them as super beneficial and super great and even, you know, convicted in me by the Lord's leading. And I say, everybody else needs to do this too. And when we take those, you know, standards that we have for ourselves, and maybe they're good and beneficial and, and they're helping us. And then we turn around and we say, okay, now I'm going to apply this standard to everybody else. That's when we run into that problem of judgment and criticism. And what I've found in my own walk, um, the, the times where I fall into this, which is, it's still, it's a struggle for me constantly. I think back when I'm younger, um, and a lot of times it had to do with judging other women's appearances, like maybe how they dressed. Um, I grew up in a very conservative um, culture. And so for a while, I really struggled with judging other women's attire. Um, I don't struggle with that anymore, but I may struggle with, um, I, I believe that taking care of my home is a scriptural biblical discipline that allows me to minister to my family and minister to my community. That's really important to me. But if I take that and I go, hmm, this woman over here isn't stewarding her home the way I am. So she's not walking in the word the way I am. If I do that, I've now taken a personal conviction and I have made myself the arbiter of that law. And that is not what God calls us to. And so um, constantly having to walk with the Holy Spirit and listen to his leading on, you know, what is personal conviction and when is it becoming judgment? I'm glad you bring that up because this is what we're finding with all of these hard emotions this season is that it's not very clearly defined like when this is a good thing and when it's a bad thing. It's just hard, right? Because feelings of judgment come out of discernment and we are called to be discerning. We are called to be wise. We're called to use our knowledge of scripture and knowledge of what the Holy Spirit has been working in our lives to live in a way that's pleasing to God. Uh, But it becomes problematic when we use it to measure other people. Um, and like you said, not matters of sin, but rather matters of preference or interpretation. Um, I appreciate you sharing those examples of of clothing and and homekeeping. And as you were sharing that, like it it it's holding up a mirror to my own heart, right? Because um, oftentimes when I'm judging others, it's to pat myself on the back, it's to say like, well, you know the way they parent their kids. I would never talk to my children like that. My kids are so lucky to have a patient mama (laughs) who doesn't yell at them. Um, and, And it's a way to affirm myself by putting other people down. Um, I'm wondering, 
Could you share an example in your life um, when, when using judgment correctly can actually be a good thing? Um, something that instead of putting people down or elevating ourselves, can actually used by God's spirit in a way to direct us in our own personal lives or in your personal life. Well, before I answer that question, I think what you just mentioned about parenting is a great example. I saw a quote just yesterday that said, when you compare your children to other people's children, the only results are either vanity or bitterness. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a great point because when we compare in any way, often those are our choices, either vanity, I'm better, or bitterness, she's better. And I resent her for that. And that's why we just have to return. What is the standard of the word and what is the Lord personally convicting me and how can I obey him? So I love that you brought that up. But when is judgment a good thing? Well, anytime your judgment is discerning God's will for your specific situation, according to the word of God. So when we allow the Lord to speak through his word, to speak through the Holy Spirit and specifically apply the word to our lives and then judge rightly that this is what I'm to do. So in this situation, the judgment isn't directed outward at anybody else. It's the judgment is towards the situation that I'm discerning and it's focused on me and what the Lord is trying to do in my heart. And so being willing to say in my own life, um, when I sit down to pray in the morning, after I study the word, I'll often pray like, Lord, what do you want to show me in my heart that I may need to repent of, or that I may need to change. And so one of the things he actually was working on me only recently was criticism of myself and of others. And what I found as the Lord showed me this truth in scripture and through my time with him is that the more I criticized myself, the more critical I was of other people because I didn't allow myself to live under the grace of God. I was judging myself condemned when we know scripture says there is no condemnation in Christ. And then I would also judge others condemned. So judging rightly is, I would say, discerning what the Lord is calling you to do or repent of. And then remembering the grace you are under. Because when you realize, okay, yes, I need to repent of this critical spirit in in my in my heart towards other people, towards myself, you also have to remember that first John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's the grace you're under. So when you confess, he removes it. It's done. And you can then move on and stop walking in that critical spirit. Yeah, I. An, another aspect of these hard emotions that I feel like I've been running into in each conversation, time and time again, is that it's really tempting for us to ignore or to like push down. Like I, I'm not really feeling this way. You know, I'm not really feeling judgmental toward others, or I'm, I'm not really feeling convicted by the spirit. This is just, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to scroll Instagram so that I don't have to deal with feelings of conviction. Um, but when we slow down and 
and take time to process this in God's presence with God's spirit when we make time to listen to his voice and and what he wants to say to us um what I'm finding is these emotions are exactly what invite us to experience God's transforming power uh, rather than Jesus belittling us or, or like shaming us because of the hard things we're feeling. He comes alongside us and with us in those hard emotions saying, let me, let me walk you out of this into a better way. And I love that you shared that prayer. Um, I'm just asking Lord, what do you want to show me? Like, where in my life do you want to work so that I can partner with you in the work that you're doing? I think that's such a beautiful and also like practical way to get our, our arms around this hard emotion and, and start to see positive growth coming out of it. I think that, that when we're struggling with those hard emotions, like you pointed out, it can be easy to escape from them and run from them or, or feel condemned by them. I think with judgment, we know it's wrong. We know the spiral of like, can't believe she did that. Or social media is a wonderful place to learn how to criticize other people (laughs) and, you know, continue that spiral of, of quite honestly, hatefulness. That's what criticism is. It's the root of hatefulness. Um, but by recognizing that you are safe to bring that to the Lord and it's the only place where it can be healed is I think the encouragement to take this step to dealing with it, mm-hmm. that instead of running, we go where the the only place where we can go, which is to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reminded just recently in the Gospel of Luke, I was reading about um, Jesus reclining at the Pharisees' table, and this sinner comes and anoints him and and um, shows lavish love for him. And, and that's where Jesus says that the person who's been forgiven much loves much. Um, and I, I think back on my own journey with Jesus. Um, I was your typical, like goody two shoes, Christian girl, grew up in a pastor's home, grew up in a missionary home, um, tried my very best to follow all the rules, and, and measure up to this is what my parents expect of me. This is what God expects of me. And I was not unlike the Pharisee in the temple who came and said, God, thanks so much that um, I'm not like that guy. I'm not like that gal. Um, I don't have piercings. I don't have tattoos. I don't drink. I don't sleep around. And using um, my judgment of others to kind of position myself at the head of the table with God. Um, and, and there was just so much pride in my heart that there was no room for Jesus' grace or his love. Like his sacrifice was something so intellectual for me because I didn't really feel in my heart that I, I was that bad. I didn't really need it that much. Um, and, and it wasn't until my twenties when God and his grace (laughs) revealed the depths of sin so that I could better understand the depths of his mercy and grace. Um, and being honest about those hard things, um, shows me how much I've been forgiven 
and then it grows in my heart more love. And then the outworking of that is I have more compassion for other people. Um, So maybe I don't struggle like that mom who yells, but it could very well be me. Uh, there are other areas of my life that I struggle in that she doesn't struggle in. And so we can stop comparing and instead celebrate the work that God is doing. Um, It's definitely a journey. I'm still on that journey. And so Felicia, I'm wondering, like you shared earlier in, in our conversation that this has been a struggle for you for a long time. When did you realize that you need to deal with this, that you can't just ignore it or keep going the way it is? So it really was um, exposed through my marriage to my husband because my husband is a very gracious person. He cares a lot about truth, but he has always been one to see the other side and see what other people are going through or consider like, well, maybe, you know, this is where they're at and that's why they behave that way. And so being married to him (laughs) actually was just like walking next to conviction every single day. But in a way, I think the Lord really used him to actually emphasize just how critical I was. So early in our marriage, it was, I would say, really bad. Just the amount of criticism and judgment and um, arrogance, like you said, the pride um, and comparison and jockeying for position, which ultimately points back to my own insecurity with the love of God and the approval of God. I had not accepted that God approved of me and that I was assured of his love. So I was always jockeying for the best position and wanting to be, you know, the best in the eyes of people. And that pointed back to the fact that I wasn't living secure in the love of God and that I cared the most about God's opinion. And I, thanks to the grace of God over the course of my walk with him, I have seen that greatly improve, but he did use my husband to start to point that out. And so even today, I still struggle at times because I do, um, have high standards for myself and, and high standards for, um, goals that I have. But what the Lord continually points out to me is I have called this to you and of you. And this is how I am dealing with you in this season. It has nothing to do with anyone else. And living in that place of seeing that this this is between me and the Lord, not between me, the Lord, and other people, is both very freeing um, for myself, but it also frees me to celebrate other people for what God is doing in their lives and how he's called them to live instead of applying my specific situation to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember early in my marriage, I had read this quote somewhere, uh, you are not your husband's Holy Spirit. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like if my husband is a believer and I'm a believer and I trust God's Holy Spirit's work in my life, then I can trust God's Spirit to work in his life too. Um, And that's not to say that there is not a place for 
um, encouragement and accountability in marriage. That's not to say that we can't have conversations with our spouse, but I love that you pointed this out. There's such freedom in saying, I do not have to be the one nagging my husband, trying to get him to act the way I'm convicted to act because I can trust God's sanctifying work in his life. Um, he's on his own journey with the Lord. And over 11 years of marriage now, it has been such a joy to see him walking with the Lord in the way that God is revealing himself to him too. Um, instead of me kind of like white knuckling and saying, no, we both have to walk this road the way I think it needs to be done. Um, I, it, I would love for us to talk more about that. And we're running out of time right here. And so we're going to have an, an extra segment for our Patreon prayer partners, specifically for those who are listening to this interview and saying, you know, I don't really struggle with feeling judgmental, but I'm married to someone who is, or maybe I have a friend who is, or maybe I'm, I'm dealing with a parent who <laughs> is still this way in my life. And, and I need wisdom to know how to engage them in a loving way, how to have a conversation with them about the way that this is hurting our relationship. And so I would love for you to speak into that um, and, and we'll record that and that we'll, we'll post it in our Patreon prayer partner community as an extra segment. But as we wrap up the conversation here, Felicia, I would love for you to walk us through now um, as the Lord has been showing you and walking you through how to deal with feelings of, of being judgmental, what does that look like today um, when you see someone that does things differently, when when those old thoughts kind of rear their heads? How do you walk through that cycle of, okay, I can identify this emotion. I can see I'm, I'm dealing with this. Maybe there's some sin, some pride. Where do you take that? And, and what does that conversation look like with God? So one of the things that our marriage counselor taught Josh and myself was when you have an emotion to identify the underlying emotion, because the one that you're first seeing is usually a symptom of a deeper emotion. And that was really helpful for us in our marriage, but it's also helped me when I am tempted to criticize because so often what I am doing when I criticize is I am feeling insecure about something. Um, and usually if it's in a situation, say with another woman, it's because I have had been spoken over me most of my life. You're intimidating. Um, I wasn't, I was scared of you the first time I met you, or you made me feel bad about myself. These are things that have been spoken over me because I tend to be a more disciplined personality. And so when I enter into a relationship with somebody, there's this insecurity in these quite honestly, these lies that have been spoken over me that you're not friendly, they won't like you, um, you're intimidating. And so in my head, I go, well, I've got to, I've got to protect myself. So my initial emotional response is criticism, but underlying that is a fear of rejection. And so by identifying that underlying emotion, I can then take that, that fear directly to the Lord and speak truth over it. So what I will do is when I sense that criticism building, 
I'll identify some of the triggers. Sometimes it's social media or people whose accounts maybe I follow. And every time I go on them, I find myself falling into that, that attitude. So I set the boundary first, either stop looking at their stories or pray for them, deal with that boundary. Um, and the second thing I do is assess that underlying emotion and bring it to the Lord. So Lord, I'm feeling critical of this person. But I know that really I'm trying to protect myself because I'm afraid I'm inadequate or that they don't like me or that I'm being rejected because of who I am. I know that's not true. I know who I am in you. I can be secure in who you've called me to be and I can appreciate them and not walk in fear of their response to me. And so praying that truth back to the Lord and also inviting his strength in. And then the final step for me is, the action step in faith that God's going to free me from that criticism, pressing into that relationship and pressing into being around that person instead of letting my emotions rule me. So it's a threefold thing of setting the boundary of bringing the underlying emotion to the Lord and then pressing into the relationship. If you, if that's the situation, um, is it a constant thing? Yes. I think when you struggle with people pleasing, you're probably going to struggle with judgment. And so that means that you're going to have to be aware of triggers and aware of your tendencies so you can be more actively bringing it to the Lord. At least that's been true for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you outlined for us like what that process looks like for you. And, and I know that's been learned over time. Um, and in my own life, I found that the more I deal with something, <laughs> the more um, consistently I bring something in prayer, the easier that becomes, the, the quicker I am to talk to God about it <laughs> instead of waiting and letting it build up. Um, and so if you're listening to this episode right now and you can identify with those feelings of criticism or with hurt in relationships because of some of those, those feelings and fears that you've carried into relationships, I encourage you to go back and listen to the prayer from this past Monday. Pray through feelings of, of being judgmental or critical. Bring those to God. Recite his goodness. Remind yourself of, of what is true about God in that situation. Express your need to him and, and where you're struggling and those underlying emotions, like Felicia said. Spend some time seeking his stillness and, and ask his spirit, what, what do you want to say to me in this situation? What do you want to show me that I'm not seeing? And then entrust him with that relationship, with that situation. Trust that his spirit will continue that work that he's doing in you. And, and that's what we just prayed through on Monday. And I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode again and again and again. Let it become the, the invitation, the soundtrack when you're identifying those feelings toward others, uh, that you would be quick to talk to God about that and invite him in that situation. So Felicia, as we wrap up here, would you pray for our listeners who, who are just feeling the Spirit's conviction and saying, yes, it's time that we deal with this. It's time that I talk to God about this and, and invite him to do this work in my heart. Absolutely. Father, I just thank you for all of the women who are listening to this episode and 
to this podcast and how they're desiring to grow in their relationship with you. I just ask that if they are struggling with a critical spirit towards themselves, toward others, that you would first and foremost assure them of your affection, that they would grow in their understanding of how deep and wide and high the love of Christ is and the access that they have to you. And that through that assurance, they can come to peace in who they are and be secure in who you are calling them to be and what you are calling them to do. As we grow in that security, I pray that we would then celebrate other people instead of criticize them and be a light to them of your love and the affection that you have shown us, that we would not live from a place of comparison or competition, but that we would live from a place of rest in the love that you have for us and security and who you've called us to be. I thank you that you have secured our salvation, you have secured our sanctification, and that you are helping us grow into more gracious people. Amen. Amen. Well, this interview struck close to home. As I shared, I have personally struggled with feeling judgmental toward other people, Um, but I've also struggled with (laughs) feeling judged, especially by someone who um, is particularly close in my life. And I share how I navigated that conversation with that person, and Felicia shares how she recommends other people navigate those hard conversations in our exclusive Patreon segment. If you are not yet a Patreon prayer partner, you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. Our prayer partners help support this podcast and make it possible. Just go to prayersofrest.com backslash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And you can sign up and listen to that exclusive clip where Felicia and I go just a little bit deeper in how to navigate relationships influenced by these hard feelings. So friend, I want to know, did this interview resonate with you? Did this hit close to home? How is God inviting you to be honest with him about this feeling of of being judgy toward others, um, let us know. Share this episode on Instagram stories. You can tag me in it, or you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can also connect with Felicia and learn more about her two books. She has one book called Stop Calling Me Beautiful. That is excellent. And a new book that she co-authored on marriage that's coming out December 7th. Also on her Verity podcast right now, she is doing a marriage series. So if that kind of hit close to home, you can find out more about that and her books at FeliciaMasonheimer.com. The Praise of Rest podcast is a production of One Thing Alone Ministries, helping you enjoy Jesus through creative spiritual habits. A big shout out to our Patreon partners whose financial giving helps bring this podcast to you every week. We also have live prayer calls every month and they get a sneak peek of what's happening behind the scenes with my new book that's coming out in the spring prayers of rest, daily prompts to slow down and hear God's voice. 
Also, thank you to Angie Elkins for her editing assistance and Kendra Stanton for scheduling and producing this show. And lastly, thank you for joining us here today. Until we meet again, may you find rest in God's loving presence. <laughs>